if you brought your Bibles this morning, I'd like to share about 40 passages of Scripture. So we're going to be looking at a lot of Scripture, but you just jot down some things. I jot down some passages because I'm going to move pretty quick. But I'd like for us to read our text this morning. Um, Revelation chapter 22. We'll look at Revelation chapter 22. We're going to look at verse 15, Revelation 22, verse 15. Now, Ty may have gotten these out of order. I probably did start with. I did? Okay. Revelation 22, verse 15. For without, speaking of outside of heaven, outside the place that God has prepared, for without are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters. And then he says, Whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Then if you will, look at Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. And we want to look at verse 16. After Moses went up on the mountain and God gave the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Then if you will, look at Psalm 58. Psalm 58, verse 3. Psalm 58, verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born. Speaking lies. When God confronted Moses at the burning bush, he required Moses to remove his shoes. He said, for this place whereon you're standing is holy ground. Exodus 3 verse 5. And from that we can gather throughout the Old Testament and New Testament that God demands holiness of his followers. The Bible says, you shall be holy as I am holy. Leviticus 11, verse 44. So when a person is saved, when a person gets saved, God begins a sanctification process in that person's life. In other words, when that person gets saved, God begins this sanctification process, and He begins to conform that person to the image of Jesus Christ. He begins to conform that believer to the behavior of Christ, to the character of Christ, to the image of Jesus Christ. And one of his attributes, one of the characteristics and attributes of Jesus Christ is truth. Truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. 
And I'm deeply concerned this morning how truth is absent from our society and lying is more prevalent in our society than truth. Let me remind you of a scripture there in Revelation about those that will be outside the city of God. Look, if you will, at that verse again, Revelation 20, verse 15, because it, it, carries, it carries an, an interesting outlay. Revelation 22, verse 15. For without are dogs, sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters. But notice how he grouped the words, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. There, there seems to be something about us that causes us to either want to tell a lie or we want to hear a lie. All of you are aware that we have an election coming up Tuesday. County officials will be elected. Some state officials will be elected. We'll have some national positions that will be elected. And for weeks now, I've received all kinds of campaign mail-outs. I'm sure you have too that are blasting the character and the name of a certain candidate or certain candidates. And all I can say to all of that is, they had better not be lying. God says in the ninth commandment, in Exodus 20, verse 16, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Literally, the translation is, Thou shalt not lie, period. Now the question is, why was that put in there? Well, the commandment, thou shalt not lie, safeguards the reputation of the individual. Did you know that there's a difference between a person's character and a person's reputation? Character is what you really are. A reputation is what people say you are. So which is more important? What you really are or what people say you are? Well, naturally, what we are is most important. Our character is most important. It's more important of what God knows about you than what people think about you. It's more important of who you are than what people say you are. Your character is what's going to be shared at the throne of God. Your reputation is what's going to be chiseled at the bottom of your tombstone. There's a difference. Proverbs 22 verse 1 says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. The most important thing you can have next to eternal life is a good name. What do people think of you when they hear your name? The Bible says your name should be chosen far above great riches. If you had a choice between a good name and great riches, you need to have that good name. It's better to die with a good name than great riches. So the point is, it's a terrible thing for a person to tell a lie about another person to do damage to that person's reputation. The point is also that God hates lying. Any kind of lying. Proverbs chapter 6, 
speaks of seven sins. We refer to it from time to time as seven deadly sins. Proverbs 6, verse 16 and 17. And one of those deadly sins is a lying tongue and a false witness that speaketh lies. Proverbs 12, verse 22 says, Lying lips is an abomination unto God. God doesn't take lightly to lying. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. God hates lying. However, it seems to be accepted or an accepted practice today in our government from our presidents on down the line. Coming in our government, coming in our schools, coming in our colleges, coming in our universities, coming on the job, coming in advertisements, coming in the home. We have kindly accepted lying as a norm today in our society. However, God says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor, i.e., thou shalt not lie. What's the definition of lying? Well, a lie is a statement of untruth with the intention to deceive. It's a statement which is contrary to fact, and it's told intentionally to deceive. That's the definition. You're taking notes. Lie is a statement of untruth with the intention to deceive, a statement which is contrary to fact and is told intentionally to deceive. Secondly, where did it originate? Where did lying originate? Look, if you will, at John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Look at verse 44. As we think about lying, verse 44, Jesus said, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. Now, first of all, when he says ye are the father of the devil, or you are of the father of you are of your father the devil, he kindly destroys that universal fatherhood of God where all of us are children of God. He destroys that fatherhood of God and this brotherhood of man. We're all brothers, we're all sisters, we're all creations of God, but you're e- you either have God as your father or you have the devil as your father. One or the other. He says, ye are of your father the devil, the lust of your father ye will do. You're going to act like your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. He abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and he's the father of it. So where did lying originate? It originated from the devil. There's only two families in the world today. You have the family of God and the family of the devil. You belong to one or the other. You're going to imitate the father. If you belong to the devil, you're going to lie. You're going to take out to the Father. If you belong to the Heavenly Father, you're going to tell the truth. You belong to the Father. He says, the lust of your Father you will do. Therefore, lying originated from the devil because he's a liar, and it is he that originated all lies. The devil 
causes us to lie. So you have the definition of lying and where did lying come from. And real quickly, I'm going to give you a description of the family of liars. I'm going to mention five. There are others. The family of liars. Are you aware of any liars? Now, lying has a lot of faces, many faces. Lying has children in its family. You can picture it this way. There are even some offsprings in the church today. I'm going to mention five faces of liars. The first is some people lie by slandering. Jot down Psalm 101. Psalm 101, verse 5. Listen to what God's Word says. 101, verse 5. Who privately slandereth his neighbor. Him will I cut off. This is pretty clear. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Some people slander. Jesus endured endured slander while he was on the earth. People slandered his birth. People slandered that he had been born illegitimately because, uh, because of Mary and been fought, um, Jesus been fathered by the Holy Spirit, not of Joseph. And she was pregnant before she was married and to Joseph. And so people went around and they began to slander Mary and Joseph because the birth of Jesus. Because of slander, Jesus was condemned to die. John chapter 2, verse 19, Jesus said, You destroy this body, speaking of, uh, destroy this temple. He's speaking of his body and I'll raise it up in three days. Oh, no, he's out here talking about destroying the temple, and because of them slandering Jesus that he would destroy the temple, they crucified him. He knew what it was like to be despised and rejected. That's why in Matthew five eleven, Blessed are ye when men shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. So that old slander person is a person who tells a lie to harm and damage a person. They're in the family of liars, slanderer. And then you have the lie, the liar, that's a tail barrier, a tail barrier. 1 Timothy chapter 5, look if you will at that just for a moment. 1 Timothy chapter 5, and we want to look at verse 13. It says, and with all they learn to be idle wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers. There's your tail bearers. Tattlers, also busybody, speaking things which they ought not. You know any tail tattlers? You know anyone that just carries, just gossip? Well, tales from one to person to another person. Tail bearers. Tell something not knowing if it's true or not. They use words like this. Here's how you can tell a tailbearer. Well, they say, heard that. They say this, they say that. The tailbearer, they could be referred to also as a, a rumor monger. They just, they just love rumors. Then third, you have your gossipers. Different a little than tailbearers. So what is it about us that enjoys hearing gossip? Do you know that it doesn't compliment you for people to feel comfortable in sharing gossip with you? 
You need to remember that people that gossip to you are people that will gossip about you. I learned that a long time ago. Proverbs 18, verse 8 says, Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So, whence there is no tail barrier, the strife ceases. <laughs> if you want to cause a flame in the church, get a gossiper, get a tail barrier, and you'll see one begin to rise up. Take that away and you don't have the fire in the church in regards to gossiping and tail barrier. And so let me suggest to you this morning, why don't we just make up our mind this morning and declare that I'm not going to be a part of any gossip in the fellowship of Mountain View Baptist Church. Wouldn't that be neat? Studying for this sermon, I, I noticed there was an ancient writer that spoke of his feelings about the gospel and the tattler. He says, the tattler and those who listen should be hanged. The tattler by the tongue and the listener by the ears. Well, we don't want to go that far with that. We'll let the Lord take care of it. So the gospel's in the lying family. And then there's those that lie by insinuating. You know, you can lie by saying very little. You can lie by just saying a word. Let me give you an illustration. Now that person, that person, listen, that Terry Wilburn is a wonderful Christian. Oh, oh, really? See the insinuation? What do you think about, oh, so-and-so that joined the church last Sunday? Well, I'd really not rather say anything. See the insinuation? You can lie by a wink, or a nod, or just by a shrug of a shoulder. That person's temper's pretty mild, don't you think? <laughs> don't ask me. You know, I don't know them that well. You know, Proverbs 6, jot down Proverbs, thir uh, Proverbs 6, verse 13. He winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet, he teacheth with his fingers. Some of that nod, winking, type of insinuating line. Then there are some liars that, that, that lie by flattery. Proverbs 26. Jot down Proverbs 26, verse 28. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. Better watch the person that flatters you all the time. Flattering is, is giving insincere praise. I kind of think of it as just stroking an old cat, you know. Stroking a cat feels so good. You know, praise does that. Someone said that a, that a human is the only one you can pat on the, pat on the, the head and they'll raise up. <laughs> I guess that's true. But flattery is saying something to someone's face that you really wouldn't say behind their back. Well, that's a pretty dress you have on. 
I really can't believe she wore that today, you know. Or uh, you did a fine job on that song. Well, really, they didn't sing it that well, you know. Or how about this one? I enjoyed your sermon today, Brother Sammy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Psalms 55, with that in mind, Psalm 55, listen to verse 21. I'm about finished. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. My goodness. Lying with flattery. Somebody said flattery is like a Perfume, it's okay to smell it. You just don't want to swallow any of it. I guess that's, that's about right. Definition of line, originated, the origination of line, the description of line, now the defeat of line, real quick. How do we feed it? First of all, we must love the truth. Jot that down. When David was confessing his sin in Psalm 51, verse 6 says, Thou desireth truth in the inward parts. Thou desireth, Lord, you desire, God, you desire truth in the inward parts. Truth is deep down inside. That's where truth is. It's our nature to lie. We need a, we need a new nature. We need a heart change. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 10, concerning the days of the Antichrist, says this, They received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. When you're saved, you love truth. So defeat to defeat lying, we have to love truth. Number two, if you're jotting it down, learn the truth. After you come to Christ, then you begin to fill your mind with the truth of His Word. You learn the truth. You stand on the truth. The Bible says His Word is truth. So you learn the truth, and then you live the truth. Ephesians 4.25 says, Put away all lying. Speak every man truth to his neighbor. So commit yourself today to be a truthful person. Love the truth. Live the truth. Learn the truth. Did you know all of us really are liars? Psalms 58, verse 3, I shared that with you. It says from the from the very beginning, from birth, from, from birth, Psalm 58, verse 3, listen to it. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they, begun, uh, as they are being born, speaking lies. You remember the first lie you told? <laughs> you remember the last lie you told? Was it today? Was it yesterday? Was it last week? All of us are born as liars. But the great thing about it is God will forgive us. He'll forgive us and He'll cleanse us. And we can rejoice in that because there's not going to be any liars in heaven according to Revelation 21 verse 27. So He can change our nature today. He can change our heart today 
from lying to telling the truth. If you would turn to John, First John, and I'll end with this. First John. And I'm going to tell you the worst kind of lying you can do. First John, it's worth our time. First John chapter 1, verse 6. Verse 6. Now, 1 John 1 shows us how, to, how lies operate in the human personality. Verse 6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not the truth. And so we tell lies to others. We twist the truth. Some people say we misspeak. He misspoke. He's lying. That's what he's doing. So we tell lies to each other. Look at verse 7. But if we walk in a light as he's in a light, we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from sin. But verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So in verse 6, we tell lies to others. In verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, or if we say we have no sin nature, we deceive ourselves. So we lie to others in verse 6. We lie to ourselves in verse 8. We become walking, living liars. You say, hey, I'm not, I don't have sin. This is not a sin. Psychiatrists use a term to explain why people try to rationalize and excuse themselves and excuse their sins. They call that a defense mechanism. Defense mechanisms are used to avoid reality. So there, there are ways that we try to delude and deceive ourselves. I wonder how many people just lie to themselves. How many people are just walking lie? Look at verse 10. We lie to others, verse 6. We lie to ourselves in verse 8 and verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. And so we lie to God. We lie to each other. We lie to ourselves. We lie to God. And the greatest lie that any person can ever tell is that they don't need Jesus as their personal Savior. Have you ever told that lie? Have you ever said, I don't need Christ as my Savior? That's a lie. And you've deceived yourself. You're just living in the worst deception and the worst delusion of any person on earth. You have deceived yourselves. You've told others a lie. You've deceived yourself, lied to yourself. Then you lie to God and say, God, I don't need you in my life. And you begin to lie to God. God, I don't need you. Friend, listen. Lying is serious business with God. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to focus on something that we give very little thought to from time to time, and that's lying. We see, Lord, now the importance of telling the truth. We see how you've condemned all kinds of lying. We've looked at the family of liars. Father, five different areas how people lie. 
And so, Father, help us to search our heart. Help us to be truthful to ourselves, not deceive ourselves. Father, I pray for every person here this morning and help all of us to evaluate our lives and see how from time to time the devil would tempt us to tell a lie, falsehood. He's the father of all lies, and he'll tempt us to lie. Help us to commit ourselves today to tell the truth. Help us to put on the belt of truth that we'll be truthful in all that we say and do. Help us, Father, we pray today to encourage those that we live, uh, live next to in our community and our, our nation as a whole, Father, to, to let others know the seriousness of lying. Lord, you tell us in your word that no liar will enter the kingdom of heaven. That's how serious this is. So help us to share that message with people that we come in contact with. Father, thank you that you forgive us, that you cleanse us, that you reach deep down into our heart, oh sinful heart, and you create in us a new heart. Lord, where we can share the truth with people. Help us to mimic our Father. Help us to tell the truth as Jesus' truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.